Hello, people. Here's another Role Players Are Wonderful episode with original music by Andrew Clotworthy. Go to soundcloud.com slash clotworthy to hear more of his music and follow him on Twitter at Clotwell. To hear the unedited raw feed with all roles and out-of-character discussion intact, go to donate to paw.win to gain access to the podcast Are Wonderful premium feed. Last time on Role Players Are Wonderful, the gang went on separate adventures. Pum, the gnome sorcerer played by Alex the Elder, and Barbara the Half-Orc, played by Alex the Younger, sold their rare stones and bought fancy scarves and hats. Keth, the Eladrin monk, played by Joe, had a surprisingly cheap spa day and made two new lady friends very happy. Marrow Marcone, the human bard played by Greggy, went to an open mic at a tavern and gave the people a performance of a lifetime. Then they started their quest in earnest and made their way through the forest, bumping into a group of angry goblins. What will happen next? Find out now on Role Players Are Wonderful. Character sheets and swords and sorcery. And we made a show because being friends is neat. Epic quests and treasure chests. And all that because we have to admit. Role players are wonderful. Role players are wonderful. Out of the bushes ahead of you, you see four goblins, and they get the uh, jump on you because none of you rolled high enough to hear them or see them ahead of time. So what we're going to do is roll a initiative. All right. So this is our first battle, first encounter. And basically what happens is they kind of caught you guys off guard, so they're all going to get a turn, and then we're going to go to this turn order, and that'll be... The order in which we do the damn thing. All right. Um, so Goblin Three. Um, just in case you're wondering, his name is Eplibri Euro. Do you have a family? Uh, yeah, he's got a couple kids. Wife, <laughs> couple kids. He's got a wolf that he rides sometimes, but he left it all at home. This is just a goblin raiding party. They're out searching for uh, food and or easy marks in the lost in the woods to rob and or maim and or kill. If he has a family, maybe we should just not do anything. We won't beat ourselves. What? <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to try and kill <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to try to beat him up, too, and I think you will. All right, I'll do what Paul says. Okay, so this goblin is going to... He's going to run up on Keth, mm-hmm. and he will swing at you with, uh, let's say, his short sword. Okay. Now, this is versus your AC, mm-hmm. and no, that is a three, so that is not going to hit. He runs up to you thinking, uh, we caught these guys off guard. He takes a big swing with his short sword, but Keth is um, 
uh, not having it. I mean, you're you're light of foot, and because you don't carry really any weapons or a lot of armor or anything, you're able to just deftly maneuver. And uh, he swipes at you, but completely misses, and his sword bangs off a, a tree next to you. So that's that's his round. So Goblin Two is going to run up on Marrow, and he is also going to take a swing at Marrow with his short sword. A five versus your AC. Uh-huh. What is your AC, Marrow? Uh, 14. So he does not hit you. Uh, he also takes a big swing. Marrow screams, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? And uh, <laughs> just kind of leans back really quickly, and the sword swings straight down in front of your face. And uh, he misses. Um, so let's see. Then it's going to be this guy, which should be Goblin 3. He's also going to run up on Marrow and take a swing with his short sword. And you said, what would you say your AC was? Uh, 14. Okay, so that hits and that hits you for 4 damage. Ow. Ouch. So what are you at now? I'm at 4 HP. Oh, okay. So that um, hit, hit him pretty bad. Uh, he got a good hit. I mean, he came up and he kind of, uh, he was able to, Mar- the way that Marrow kind of leaned back and and avoided uh, being hit by the, the first goblin, the, the second goblin was able to come up and just kind of swipe at his legs and, and kind of scrape across his thighs. So he's been, he's been hit. Um, all right, so... Finish him. The the goblin with the crossbow is going to advance a little bit and then take a shot with his short bow at uh, the half orc because he sees uh, Barbara as a big target. Yes, and a large target. What is your AC, Barbara? Fourteen. He misses with his arrow. Um, Pommel is able to ratatouille Barbara out of the <laughs> way and. Uh, <laughs> narrowly avoid a uh, a short short arrow being lodged into Barbara's shoulder. I'm going to fight like the Hulk, but only because Pommel is ratatouing me around the back. I think I should probably jump down. Uh, I'll give you that as a free action. So when you want to do that, you can you can just do it without really affecting me. Okay. Uh, Alright, so next in line is going to be Marrow. What do you want to do? Well, I'm a bard... Should I use one of my bardic skills, my uh, performances, to help my team members? or I have to start that, and then it stays going throughout combat, right? Pretty much. I mean, you have... You know, I'll, I'll start doing my... Because I think the way it works is I have to take one turn to start it, but then it keeps going. And then, like, so for my first turn, I'll start my performance. But then for, you know, four plus my charisma... Let's see, what is that? Uh, for, so it'd be like seven turns, basically, once I get it started. It can just keep going in the background okay. while I do other things. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to start my Inspire Courage, buffing up my friends. Uh, I'm telling them, guys, we got this shit. We, these goblins are assholes. One, only one of them hurt any of us, and I'm the weakest one of all of us. So it's no problem. My affected allies receive a plus one morale bonus on saving cr- throws against charm and fear, and a plus one competence bonus on attack and weapon damage rolls. Okay. Wow. Okay. So all right. of your attack rolls will now get plus one. And uh, I mean, you can move if you want, but if you try to move out of that space, you're going to take an attack of opportunity from one of the goblins. So I would say you probably just want to stay put for now. 
Yeah, I'll just I'll just stay where I am. Okay. So you guys are, are a little bit buffed out and now it's time for Jeff to do some do some work. How are you what do you think yeah. Jeff? Um so you know the goblin took a strike at me and kept very deftly maneuvered out of the way. He's gonna kind of go around him like that, so he's behind. Okay. And um just uh go with a uh an unarmed strike uh right like on his neck trying to hit like a pressure point so that's uh 18 wow. yeah that's gonna that's gonna hit and, and uh, for seven damage good god and isn't that seven plus one <laughs> or i guess no, it'd be 18, 18 plus yeah, one oh um, damage for seven damage so okay well um yeah, I'll. Wow. So the uh, goblin just like explode into fists. <laughs> I'll say what happens is, Keth is able to, I mean, in in ninja like fashion, just get behind this goblin, and the unarmed strike to the back of his neck seems to just, I mean, like it's almost as if you destroyed his whole spine. I mean, this goblin is fucking wrecked and um with not even it's not it didn't even seem like that powerful of a strike but you just kind of like quick and light punch the back of his neck and he falls to the ground dead i mean he's he's dead as shit he's gone oh yeah Uh, Um, um and with the rest of my movement speed i will go up to the crossbow one and that'll be my turn okay so if you move in range of him you will take an attack of opportunity yeah, that's right. I feel confident. You re- you ran up on him, and he's kind of fucking shook by seeing you just totally <laughs> murder his goblin buddy, which was the goblin that had a family, if you remember correctly. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and with one blow, you completely just demolished that goblin. So he drops his short crying. and swings at you with his short sword um, as he pulls it out of his its sheath. Cool. And and he misses. He misses hard. He's he's shook, dog. I mean, he, he is like falling out of his Jordans. Yeah. Um. Isn't that cool? All right. So now we're moving back to this other goblin who he's seen one of his goblin brethren be struck down with a single blow, and now he sees uh his uh his nephew who we just I didn't tell you that, but the the goblin with the short bow is this goblin this other goblin's nephew so he's gonna move over to keth and to do that he's basically gonna take an attack of opportunity from marrow and from keth so marrow roll an attack against that goblin okay okay that that does not hit so you swipe at him but he's able to just roll out of the way and run up so he's flanking keth try to get a more advantageous roll against him, um, but he's going to take an attack of opportunity from Keth, so Keth roll an attack against this goblin as well. Cool, so like, while he comes at me, not even looking at him, just feeling him coming, Keth's just going to swipe out. <laughs> Fuck oh, yeah. Shit. That's a crit. <laughs> uh, okay, so... so... This goblin should actually explode, I think. So <laughs> you should, he, he should just explode. Without looking, Keth just, like, does a back kick at the perfect height, and it catches this goblin like on the side of the face and it just breaks his neck in a really unnatural way like his whole head is just sticking to the side in a way that's um kind of horrifying and he falls to his knees and twitches and then falls face down in the dirt and he is also uh dead as hell 
I think uh, Keth kicks through his skull and his brain splatters against a tree. Yeah, he... The blind one has killed bo- two goblins with a single Yeah, I mean, he's, this guy is... He's fucked up. They're both... They're both super dead. And, um... Alright, so now it's it's Barbara's turn. Should I go help Maros and try, like, for health? Yes, please. So, can hey, I... If I, I move to any... assist Mero, will I take an attack of opportunity? Yes. Yeah, but... I'll do that anyways, just to help you, okay? Okay, so... Okay, yeah, he pops up behind him, looks like. As you as you try to get past him, he stabs out with his short sword, and he does uh, one damage. One damage, so I'm at 13. An attack with my my axe spray for seven with seven damage. Barbara takes a giant swing with the uh, axe spray TM, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for you, this goblin is is pretty nimble, and after missing you, he just kind of does a full 360 turn, and as he's doing that, he ducks, and he ducks just under your axe swing. So, you miss, but now he is kind of uh, flanked by both of you, and um, that's it for your turn. Pommel is up. Alright. Yeah, I, it seems like Keth probably has this, so I'm gonna try to help Marrow. <laughs> yeah. so I'm gonna try to kill that same goblin so i'm gonna do a magic missile i think all right you are in range for that if i'm not mistaken and you don't have to roll to hit because it just hits there's no it doesn't miss um okay okay so you're gonna roll 1d4 and add one okay so you hit this goblin for two damage and um he doesn't like it he (laughs) seems he seems pretty unnerved uh by the whole deal is, is that all I can do during my turn, or can I do other stuff? Uh, you can still move if you want. Uh, okay, but I can't, like, uh... You can't attack again, now. No. no. Uh, I think I'm gonna stay still. Okay, so you hold your ground, you fired a magic missile, and now we're back up to the top with the, uh, crossbow goblin, who, upon seeing how poorly this is going for them, screams... Save me, uncle. And mm-hmm. even though, uh, the goblin that is kind of surrounded by the other two members of your party doesn't do anything you do see two more goblins run out of the bushes further up the path so that will be his free action and then he is going to take another swipe at Hep 11 versus he can't hit you you're very um, evasive to be a blind man (laughs) Uh, yeah he just he swings at you again and once again you totally evade his attack you seem totally you know, confident in your ability to defeat this enemy um, as he continues to lose his nerve. Next goblin, uh, he sees that he's surrounded and he um, he's pretty afraid. So he's gonna he's gonna turn around and try to stab Barbara because he doesn't see Mero as a big threat. You could probably kill Mero right now. But... Okay, cool. Uh, so he just you... swipes across you and kind of catches you across the chest. It's not a deep wound, but he kind of. Nicks your jacket a little bit, which is uh, infuriating to you because you like your jacket. All my food. Um, yeah, and a couple of like pieces of bread and a uh, uh, just a raw mm. piece of meat fall out of your jacket onto the ground. <laughs> do I have like a rage ability? I think you do, do actually. You do. Right? You're a barbarian. With yeah. the Hulk, is that an instant? Um, or? I think you have to wait till your turn. And it looks okay. like uh, this is probably gonna be over soon after a couple more goblins explode. Yeah, your rage powers take an action, so you won't be able to attack if you if you take your rage powers. 
that's basically his turn. He doesn't want to run because he knows that uh, one of you will catch him off guard. So um, we're back up to Mero. Hmm, should I heal myself or should I attack these Probably goblins? Probably heal yourself. I would try to kill him, man. Yeah, so well. Ooh, this is you, tough. You have cure light wounds well, already programmed. You could die in one hit. So if you want to roll, yeah, like I've got my cure light like wounds. My other thing that I picked is cord of shards, and it's like a cone-shaped burst. So if I tried to do that on that guy, would that mess with uh, Barbara behind him? Would I have to move to you do that? You have to roll like uh, a save to not be hit by it. You can you can go to like on his left and spread out the cone. Yeah. Right, that's what I would want to do. But I yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and roll, or I'm just gonna cure myself for now. All right, nice. You heal yourself to uh, your maximum HP. Nice. What does that look like? Like, what does he do? He just rubs himself a little bit. Oh, okay. I mean, it requires <laughs> that you be able to lay hands. But yeah, cure light wounds is a it's a touch ability. So he's like, he just kind of um, he's just feeling himself. He kind of rubs himself a little bit. <laughs> the wax and yeah. I mean, we'll say that uh, like that that or, or that goblin was able to run up and kind of swipe across his legs and um, just catch him catch him that way so he, he rubs his hands down his legs and there uh the bleeding stops and the the wounds like suture themselves and so he he looks you know basically back to normal just a couple of cool scars uh and then i'm gonna go ahead and move up to the guy's uh left here in case i want to attack him later i know i'll probably yeah, he's gonna, take, he's uh, take an, an attack of opportunity so you know what i'll fucking i'll give it to you 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 rolled good so he, okay. he's all right, I just scoot up to his side just in case I want to hit him with my. Yeah, you rub your thighs down and then you you just kind of roll. You like do a little you do a little roll to his side, and he's looking. We'll say that he just misses it because he's he's looking straight up at Barbara and he's uh, <laughs> trying to trying to get his bearings so that he can stay alive. And that's round one of seven of mine that the performance yeah, is. Everybody still, still has plus one their attacks. Okay, I have a question. Could Pommel like? be on my shoulders like usual and then like, jump onto the goblin yeah, but like an aerial assault no you would want to do that yeah i don't think while I, shooting I the missile good at that but also i'm i'm uh i'm behind everybody right now so <laughs> that would look amazing. yeah it might look cool visually very cool true uh but yeah i, I have, think if you're I throwing a gnome at somebody that's an attack of opportunity for sure yeah and i think i have like four health so if you shoot your missile at the same time, would that, like, <laughs> blind them? No, not necessarily. Dang it. Yeah, okay, so now we're, we're back up to Keth. Yeah, uh, great. So, during this whole thing, like, Keth is just super calm and, like, not even breaking a sweat, and he's just, uh, yeah, totally, and he's just gonna go for another attack on this goblin. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, all right, well... <laughs> What are you rolling? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, with your 22, you easily beat his uh, his AC. The Uncle Goblin, who's standing in front of Barbara, has to watch helplessly as Kev once again, very calm, <laughs> just strikes this. I'm going to say you just throat punch this Goblin. Yeah. He's like, he just falls backwards uh, and and suffocates on his crushed esophagus. He's, he's dead as shit. Nice, and then uh, with my movement, we should just like leave I'll, Keth uh, to it. Move over. Are, are those supposed to be more goblins, or are those just like you just move the dead ones out of the way? No, those are oh, those, those are, are more goblins. Okay, okay. 
and he we, called for the one call. We for could one. use assistance. No, he's fine. <laughs> he, he, we're trying to deal with this one. That's, that's and good. so, Cat moves up to that little spot and just yells, "Turn back now, or end up like your friends." <laughs> no shot okay. Too. Uh, all right, cool. Barbara, it is your turn. The the goblins don't retreat. By the way, you mm. could just attack the guy that's right in front of you if you want anyway. <laughs> so just do a melee. Yeah. Uh, no, use your axe. Oh, yeah, my axe, my axe. Hold on. Wow. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Hey, cool. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. So, last time you missed him Literally. with your axe, uh, and this time you just... Shot yeah, you square up on him, and uh, you drive your axe straight through him and cut him in, in twain. Yeah, but he did it vertically, so it's like a long cut. <laughs> For sure. He's, uh, I mean, he's, he's fucking dead. Can I throw, uh... His uh, one of his body parts to each of the other goblins to try to scare them off. I mean, sure. <laughs> we'll say that that's your movement for this round. I'll give you that interaction. <laughs> what do, what do yeah, I can do? Can if he hits them, uh, you don't. <laughs> Does he get a like a, a range? No, you're not. Gonna, you don't hit either one of them. The body parts just kind of fly against them, and they get splattered in like gore, and uh, they look pretty pissed off and also terrified. They, they, they think that's pretty. They, they think that's pretty fucked up that you would do that. But uh, yeah, they're like, okay, well, I guess that's that, that's the deal. Now we're fighting these guys to the death, so. <laughs> they did square up on us. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so it's it's Pommel's turn again. Uh, and I will do a magic missile. So, 1d4. 1d4 plus 1. Alright. Nice. Alright, so you're hitting the one on the right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm hitting the one further from Cap. Okay. Uh, Alright, so... You hit him, and he looks pretty beat up. So, not enough to kill him. Oh, he's not down, but um, you kind of you kind of hit him, and he he falls to his knee, and and kind of gets back up and, and shakes his head. He's okay. Okay, so that's Pommel's turn. I'm gonna say both of these guys are gonna go before Marrow because I didn't throw them in the turn order, but um, yeah, yeah. So we'll say the first one engages. Kef and he's going to take an attack of opportunity. So roll that. Damn. That that does not hit. Just I get. We'll say that he is pretty slippery because he's covered in so much blood and guts from having mm. the body of his companion <laughs> thrown at him. As you strike at him, he kind of turns his head and it just glances off and slips past via all the gore that he's covered in. Right now. Um, and then we'll say that the second guy that he actually is still holding his short bow. He's going to take a shot at Kef. He misses terribly. Um, he Can shook. I catch it? Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, his magic <laughs> missile... Being hit with a magic missile and being covered in all the blood and guts and shit has kind of fucked up his ability to uh, shoot accurately. So as it shoots at you, you just grab it out of the air. Do you want to say something cool? He'll just, like, look at him and laugh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he seems um, equally disturbed by... <laughs> Your confidence, and he thinks all of you guys are pretty crazy. Is the one that moved towards me taking an attack? Uh, that's the one you just. I I. Oh yeah, you're right. He didn't attack me. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Uh, yes, he's gonna attack you with a short sword. Fifteen. Does not hit. I'm sixteen AC. 
Yep. He gets very close to stabbing you, but once again, you're able to just kind of, like, straighten up entirely and turn to one side, and uh, he just misses you by a few inches. We should never, never, ever threaten Keith again. Yeah, I don't think we realized he was, uh, unkillable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he did did tell (laughs) you that. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, you're learning that his, his monk abilities are a force to be reckoned with. Uh, okay, so, Marrow, it is your turn again. I want to I want to try to use my Court of Shards, uh, I like the idea of, <laughs> of uh, insulting a guy and making him take damage because of it. Um, during your Bardic performance, you can strike a chord whose notes transform into a shower of razor-sharp crystalline shards. These shards deal 2d6 points of piercing damage to all creatures caught in the area's effect. Yeah, you want to move up, but not necessarily in his range, and you want to try to blast both those dudes? Or, I don't think it'll reach both of them, but you can definitely hit one. No. Okay. But yeah, I was thinking I would move up, like, here, and then just hit that one guy that's right okay. there. Okay, and he has, um, he will have to make a reflex save to not get hit by these sharks. I'm like, hey, motherfucker! And then he does his reflex throw. Reflex save of <laughs> so okay so i'm gonna go ahead and i think i figured out how to do that i'm gonna roll that so he takes uh four damage and is is covered in all of the the tiny cuts of your insults death by a thousand paper <laughs> cuts in, and ooh. tiny little roasts is he gonna get like infected from the blood all over him <laughs> i don't, I don't think, think he's worried about infection <laughs> right now yeah, yeah I would that. I would say he's not. Um Okay, so now we're back to Keth. He's just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna attack the guy in front of me. Thirteen will hit. He is um just fucking demolished. Once and again so you Keth will pluck an eye out. Wow. Like, okay. Again, uh kill Bill. Yeah, you pull his you pull his eye out and he <laughs> slumps forward in front of you. So, Barbara, it is... And and Keth will say with this free action, You're next, motherfucker. <laughs> the goblin <laughs> stares at you wide-eyed. Alright, okay. so I'll take an attack of opportunity. Okay, so this goblin also, seeing you run up, drops their short bow and, again, uh, swipes at you with their short sword as they pull it out of their um, saber or rapier. And that is a hmm, two. So they miss horribly, despite your size. Um, he's very scared, and he's wounded from all of the uh, magic missile. And he also overheard the um, epic roast that Marrow gave his friend right before he was uh, demolished. And he he doesn't he doesn't want to die, but more than anything, he doesn't want to be insulted. So he's not doing good. Can we give him a chance to retreat? No. What? No. no. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> You're the kindest barbarian. <laughs> Alright. Um, okay, so. Oh! <laughs> okay, wow. Um, Dead on. Yeah, so you pull out your axe and swing it at him and axe spray TM once again. I'm just gonna say, cuts this goblin in fucking half, man. I mean, you just cut I chop off his shoulder, like, right in that socket. And from the, he dies from the shock of pain. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Um, super, super duper dead. Um,. Wow. Okay, so you, you guys have successfully defeated your first encounter. Good job for one. Hooray! Secondly, how are you guys feeling about the the battle? All right. Well, I I, I guess Kess can probably keep the orb 
It seems like he'll probably <laughs> yeah. keep it safe. <laughs> he'll probably use it for his own doing. Well, I said I wouldn't do that, so uh, <laughs> well, no, I'm not If you're defending to. yourself, it's gonna help. I don't need yeah. it. I don't know if you just saw. No, yeah, that's I'm, true. Uh, I can handle myself in a scrap. I mean, there were just goblins. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow, it's not a big deal. Uh, okay, so you guys look around, and the forest has become quiet. It seems like those were the only goblins in the area, and you effectively dispatched all of them uh, without too much trouble. So you kind of uh, rummage around. Can Mar- Marwo heal me? Mar- Mero? Mero. Yes, Mero can heal you. Maybe we should have kept one of them alive. It seemed like they know their way around here. Well, it's a little late. They're mostly cut in half, except yeah. for the one guy <laughs> whose eye has been pulled out of his face. Uh, the other several, like, three of them just are, like, necks broken and throats totally smashed in, so... Oh, we should, uh, look... Can we look them over for loot? Yeah. Um, you gonna roll that cure, Mira? Yeah, sure. I, I come up on Barbara. I'm like, hey, gotta touch you up a little bit here, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm at... All right. He rolls the two. So you're healed for two HP points. I'm at 13 now. One okay. off. And so we're w- looking for loot. What do we do? Do we roll anything for loot or... No. Like a perspective? Okay. No. You guys look over the bodies and um, it looks like the uh, expedition party, this little bandit party of ga- uh, goblins, was able to find uh, some stuff before they encountered you guys. So uh, you find uh, five gold pieces... And I put them in one of my mini pockets. Well, I think we gotta spoil Can I go up. pick up my yeah. food? <laughs> yes. What did you, you drop? <laughs> yes. It's probably specked with, like, goblin blood. It's, yeah, it's pretty gross. I still take it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, so you find five gold pieces. You find um, a couple of, like, wolf pelts. There's their gear, um, but that's a very little value. I don't think you really want to yeah. take it. Yeah. Goblins don't know how to make stuff good. No, there's just some really shitty short bows and uh, short swords, and they're wearing, like, leather armor, so... Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all they have of value. Just a few gold pieces that they were able to steal or, or get from other people and uh, some wolf pelts that might be worth some silver pieces or something like that. So, uh, yeah, you guys have defeated the goblins, and um, you continue making your way through... Can I look around for animals? <laughs> want to look around for animals? Yes. Do I do a perspective for that? <laughs> he, um, he wants to check the forest for animals. Okay, yeah, roll a perception. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do that, man? <laughs> <laughs> I poke my eye on a flower and my eye swells up for me over to the pollen. Uh, so you have a minus one to your perception checks, just in case. That's not really... Not really um, a one. If I roll, can I roll a zero? <laughs> no, you uh, got a two. Yeah, yeah you can roll a one, you, you can two. get a zero. Yeah. That's what I mean. Um, so, yeah, you don't see any animals. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow in the forest. You, assi- you assume, yeah, you assume there are animals in the forest, but you're, you're not seeing any of them. Can I help ask for guidance from Keth, who no. has no, amazing No, person? we tried. No. <laughs> Keth shakes his head in shrugs. <laughs> I'm not going to help you find animals. Um, Alright, so you guys continue making your way uh, along this path. Uh, no more no more encounters during the night. Continue traveling for another couple of hours, and then um, the woods start to thin out a little bit, and you can see the uh, sky through the trees again, and you can tell that 
pretty much the dead of night. Uh, so your party decides to make camp and settle down and continue when there's some light coming through, uh, since now you have some visibility. So you guys set camp, you make a small fire, you eat. Uh, we're not going to go into like your pack weight and all your provisions and stuff. It's just you guys all have a, a basic... I eat my blood-speckled bread. Sure. <laughs> you guys... <laughs> You guys all have basic adventuring packs, so you have everything you need, and we'll say that roll, ev- well, not everybody, but I guess Barbara, roll a, a d4 to see how much you get healed from resting and, and having a meal. Ah, oh, cool, not that full. Yeah, you gain one more health point from resting and sleeping. Yeah, you guys take shifts uh, for the watch, and everybody gets a little bit of sleep, a little bit of rest, you guys eat, and uh, when the sun comes back up, you're ready to continue on your journey. Hello, people. It's your old pal Greggy here to holler at you momentarily in the middle. I've sort of been going to great pains to avoid cribbing too much from other role-playing podcasts, um, especially the Adventure Zone. Uh, But one thing that is true for both them and us is that we don't do any paid advertising. Uh, Until today, that is. Yeah, I'm going to buy you guys off. Uh, If you follow me on Twitter, at TheGreggius, and retweet this episode's link tweet, I will send role-playing dice sets out so you can play along at home. Uh, Just in case somehow this is the one thing I ask for help with on the show that a ton of people decide to respond to, I'm going to limit the total number to five sets. Uh, So if more people than that do it, I'll just choose a random five. Uh, But yeah, uh, you can roll real dice along with us and see how many goblins you would have murdered. Follow me at the Greggiest and retweet the tweet. And hey, why not just tell a friend you know at work about the show? Nah, probably not that. Never mind. Anyway, here's the podcast. Basically, you travel for several more hours, and the woods become thinner and thinner. And uh, then you, it looks like there's a clearing up ahead. So um, you guys make your way out of the woods, and uh, from the sun, you can tell that you actually did make your way north. You are on the north side of the entangled woods. And across this kind of short meadow or kind of... Uh, plain-looking area, you see uh, the banks of the Great Lake. And uh, what's interesting is that you, you've done enough traveling in this area to know that the lake doesn't have... It's, it's pretty empty. You know, there's there's a lot of shipping and traveling across the lake, but that's at, norm, that's at like, towns that have docks and um, kind of commerce points where you would have shipments being loaded and unloaded and, and moved through. The area that you're at is mostly known to be uninhabited. And um, there is, in front of you, at this bank, what seems to be a weird structure that's risen out of the lake in the shallows. And um, that is the mysterious island. So you are making your way towards uh, the mysterious island. You get to the banks, and you see that the um, everywhere around the island is shallow. So you can see little schools of fish, and uh, the water is very clear and emerald uh, green and like blue in patches where the sun's hitting it uh, a little more clearly and you see that there is like this narrow wooden walkway leading out into the shallows and then it connects to this weird small island that seems to have been raised out of the ground uh, in the in the Great Lake and on that small island you see that there is some really lush foliage that's developed so there are large uh, bushes and shrubs and trees and then there's kind of an embankment that goes up there's a large berm and on the top of that where it's kind of plateaued out 
is this great tree. It looks like a um, just a large oak, uh, and it's it's got gnarly roots that reach out far beyond the base and dig straight into the uh, the soil. It has um, great vines covering it, kind of from top to bottom and hanging down low enough almost to touch the ground it looks like when you get close enough that far up into the foliage of this giant tree structure there seems to be some sort of building not made out of stone but there seems to be some sort of like um building made out of wood built into the canopy of this tree you could even call it a tree house yeah is it like cut down wood or is like the tree literally grew that house it looks like it's built into the tree. It looks like okay. the the tree opens up and encompasses and um, kind of creates walls that a, that a structure has been you know modified and built into. Can can I uh, can I try to see if there's uh, anything magical going on? Yeah, you can you can all roll a perception check, and uh, those of you that have like magic shit going on, you can check for that too. Oh boy, cool. All right, <laughs> and once Kath got the list. Okay, so Bommel, with a Arcana check of 15, you can tell not only that there definitely is some magic shit going on, but it is the same type of magic that is that the orb has going on. That's what I thought. I bet this guy has maybe the water, water orb, and he lowered this the water here. That's my theory. Uh, and with your perception check, you're also able to see that there's no discernible way up to the structure in the tree. However, you see that the tree all over it has um, gaps in some of the roots and stuff where there, there, it seems like there are kind of like little cubbies. And um, they're all empty, but they look like they were designed to be there. They don't look like naturally occurring. They're not like knot holes in a tree where like a mm-hmm. bird would nest or anything like that. They seem to be intentionally placed all over uh the base of this this magical tree structure and also pommel probably the setting you know that we're going for right now not water i don't think the setting by itself can do anything well we'll figure it out uh can i try and use the orb to make like little branch steps come out of the cubby holes okay so we're up on the we're up on the tree now yeah, you're standing oh, in front of the tree and you're trying to figure out how you would get up to this, oh, okay. this yeah, yeah. structure Not up there in, yet. in the tree. Um, All right. Also, is this a big island or is it just a it's not, island, I think? Yeah, it's not that big. Okay. It's basically just some it's basically just this giant tree and some, you know, some foliage and shit. Okay, so let's say this is oh, uh, we're going to say DC 15, but I'm going to give you like a plus two because you have experience with the faith. Cool. Well, not great. <laughs> um, okay, so Keth steps up with the orb and just kind of like presses it against the, the tree and uh, nothing happens. And... Um, he steps back and looks at it and then holds it up again and it kind of it glows a little bit but then it goes back to just being dark and shiny and nothing happens mm. maybe you should stick to punching guys not try to do magic maybe can i can i say to keth now hey come on buddy i've got a little bit of uh i've got a little bit of experience uh using magic devices 
Uh, I've actually put several points into this, one could say. Uh, <laughs> may- maybe I could give this a try. Or did did we kind of... Was that our shot at that particular... Yeah, the adventure's over now. You can't, you can't get in. <laughs> well, Everything time to go done. home. This thing's fucking yeah. broken. This sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Your mag- your use magic device is going to give you a bonus instead of being like familiar with Faye and all that other shit. So we'll see what you roll there. Okay. So should I just roll that use magic device on my skills? Or? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh, come on. It's a 10. All right. So... Um, you, you, uh, Keth hands you the stone, you step up, and this time, instead of just holding it against the tree, you try to, like, fit it into one of the holes that you see, and, um, it does glow, like, in a more pronounced way, like, it gets brighter and stronger, and it kind of gets warm in your hand, and you see, uh, little, little roots and vines start to spring out from the holes, but then they stop where they are, and the orb goes dark again. Hmm. Want to toss okay. it here? Let me give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll give it back. How about uh, I hold it and you do your magic? <laughs> uh, Can I do that don't first? like people breaking promises, so don't worry. You I'll know. give it up. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I trust I trust Barbara enough that I okay. I'll hand it over to Pommel. Thank you. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do use magic device as well. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, you start looking a little more closely, and you see that among all of the like holes where the roots have grown out, and you think maybe there's some some sort of thing you're supposed to do with the stone here. There does seem to be one that is offset, and it's a little bit lower to the ground. Uh, and when you put the orb up to it, it fits in it in a in a more snug way. You put it in, and it's almost perfect. It seems like. If the stone was set into something else, it would fit more like a key. And so, uh, basically, the stone starts, like, blinking a little bit, and it gets warm in your hand, and it flashes really strong. And the roots grow out a little bit bigger, but then it goes dark, and it stops again. Uh, Barb, want to give it a shot? <laughs> hey, Barb's get- got an axe. Let's just cut this fucker down. <laughs> once we get uh, the no, just socket or whatever, the setting, we should probably test it back in this hole again. Well, the way you're describing it. You want to give it a well, shot? Yeah, that's true, but hey, might as well. <laughs> maybe, maybe... Use magic device. Maybe you're the chosen one, Barbara. Yeah, I, I, I give Barb the, uh, the orb. Oh, oh my boy. God. Three. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Skills untrained. Yeah. Got a 15. I mean, that is amazing. So, uh, <laughs> Barbara, with no experience of magic use, uh, steps up and... I guess just with punch the, it with it in my hand. Yeah, just with the force of a half orc, you just kind of like, you just like shove it into that hole that Pommel was trying to like set it in gently, and um, <laughs> it doesn't go all the way in. It hits like the back of where this little uh, inset is, and it's kind of it's kind of sticking out of that inset. But once the once it touches the back, the stone starts flashing, and then it glows bright green and it stays lit this time. And you look up, and out of every hole in a spiral uh, pattern around the tree, large roots and branches grow out and twist around each other until there is a beautiful, ornate, wooden staircase that spirals around the tree leading up to the structure. And We just helped this guy. Once the, um, 
once the stairs have been set, uh, the little vines wrapped around all of them stretch out a little bit more and little uh, blossoms form at the end and open up into tiny little flowers and the stone goes dark. Wow. When we're using this, are we like using up any kind of energy inside the stone? Maybe. Go now. We just like we should get paid from the guy whoever owns his house for doing this. We just gave him a yeah, we nice staircase. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know that the this is like the pirate hideout, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he probably uh, did that so we can't get up. So I don't think he's gonna. Anyway, <laughs> we did pretty good with the stone. We'll give it back if you want, but give it to Keith. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna. We promised Pommel, don't. <laughs> okay, okay. Barbara takes the stone out of the inset and hands it to Keth and. Now there is a staircase leading up to the structure in the tree. Barbara, why don't you take the lead on this? <laughs> yeah. uh, should I like be prepared with my axe because we know this is the hideout? Well, I mean, don't hold it in your hands because that's going to make climbing the stairs tough. But I mean, wait, how big are these stairs? Are these like giant? I mean, it's not it's not precarious. Like it's yeah, it's, uh, and it'll hold a half orc. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. strong. It's they're yeah. big branches. They're like stair sized. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna ride on Barb's shoulder. <laughs> All right, you ride a two your way up the stairs. Um, <laughs> everybody else is going up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. All right, Keith is like um, second because we know how good he is. At the top of the spiral staircase, there is a um, like a, an outlook, kind of just a, a circular deck area that um, kind of looks like a crow's nest uh, on top of a pirate ship. But it goes all the way around the structure, and you don't see anyone up here. It's uh, it's empty, and you kind of walk around, and uh, on the other side of the tree, facing like out over the lake and not towards the forest again, you see that there is uh, a large doorway that it looks totally overgrown. Like it's it's a wooden door, but it's two it's two doors that would open inward, like it's an arch door. Um, okay. And over the door, there's a lot of vines and uh, thorns that have grown to totally. They like they're in a swirling spiral spiral pattern all over the door, and they swirl into the center where there is a. Um, there are two like circular latch handles, and in between them is what looks like a keyhole, but instead of being shaped like a key, it is a uh, circular inset. Man, I wish we knew what would go in here. I guess we have to go back down. <laughs> Should we search for traps? That's a good idea. Well, I got okay. a 20, but then it went down one, so I got 19. You don't see any, like... There's no mechanical traps on this door. Now, spell-wise, it seems like you're you're kind of unclear, but the thorns look like they're there for a reason. Yeah, that's pretty much what you see. You got, you got the inset. You're pretty sure that the orb fits there, and there's no mechanical traps, so it's not like... The floor is not going to fall out from under you, but um, okay. you're unsure what's going to happen with these thorns. Well, want to try the orb? Well, before we do that, can I, like, is there any way I could break it open? Because I'm kind of fearful that maybe the indent will suck up the orb. Yeah, can we try to break down this door? I mean, yeah, if that's what you want to do. You swing your axe at this uh, door covered in magic vines. 17 AC, 11. Uh, all right, so you swing the Axe TM at this door, and you connect solidly with uh, the front of it. The door does not give way, and uh, you cut a couple of vines off, 
and um, then you take four damage in thorns that spring off of the vines. Oh, wow, that's a... Can we, like, take thorns for, like, put them on our clothes for thorns damage? <laughs> no, I don't think we can do that. No, it's not like, uh, it's not like Sonic villains where if you bump into them, you lose all of your coins or rings. It's just, uh, just, just, they just, they jump, they sprint, like, they exploded off the vines because you hit them with your axe. Well, I guess that's not gonna work. Let's try the orb. <laughs> all right. Do we make Barbara do it again? He had good yeah. luck last time. <laughs> ah, shit. This fucking thing sucks. Well, do, do we have <laughs> I think it's a, broken. Do we have to do a roll for it, or does it just go in like a key? Well, actually, I was. this roll is not going to be a 15. The one to get the staircase up was harder. Uh, 10 is good enough for this, because you're you're nice. already here. So, uh, Keth just kind of pops the, the orb into place, and the vines all retract. And the orb quits glowing, so Keth pulls it back out, and uh, you push the door gently, and it opens easily. Oh, uh, before we do anything, how much damage did I take? Four? Yeah. Can you try to heal me real quick? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Before we go in, I, I pop over to uh, Keth. And I'm like, hey, buddy, let me rub you down real quick. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Or, yeah, Barb, right. Wrong guy. Okay, right, so okay there you go. For 2 HP. Then do Next time on Role Players are Wonderful. Okay, so Keth, you're in the audience as Mero's as Mero's bombing, and uh, you're standing next to a um, a very attractive lady. Uh, what do you do during the set? I turn to her and I say. Good evening. As you can tell, I just uh, spent some time at the spa. I, I smell very good. Can I interest you in some perfume? I'm a perfume salesman. She says, oh, well, that's a coincidence. Uh, I'm actually a perfume salesman. Which, oh, uh, fuck. What <laughs> kind of perfume do you have there? Uh, well, you might not have heard of it. It's from the Feywild. This is called, um, uh, Donkey Piss. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you give her the jar? Uh, yes. How does she know he's, she's attractive? <laughs> okay. The Stop listener. ruining yes. my fantasy world. Uh, she cracks a jar and um, wafts it towards her, her nose. She says, uh, it smells like pond water. Mm. <laughs> well, that's because you don't have as refined taste as myself. Is this your only fragrance? It's my bestseller. Oh, um, what's your other... What, what, what else do you have? You might be interested in this one. It's called Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she laughs that one and says, It smells like you just dissolved sugar into water. Isn't that not a fine smell? Yes, I kind of thought that maybe you had, like, um, scents, you know, like um, like real perfumes. And then she pulls out a, uh, a satchel that has several different vials in it. She says, For instance, I have this 
Lilac and Rosemary that's a, a very good seller in the brothels around town and she uh, well, let me see that okay <laughs> smells like smells like actual donkey piss <laughs> she seems she seems uh, taken aback and, and offended by this she said well uh, uh, it's one of my best sellers maybe maybe this is more to your taste this is uh, this is this is chamomile and, and vanilla bean so, do you want me to smell it of course, yes. Here. It smells like donkey piss. <laughs> what? Do I mean, like... uh, do, can you smell it all? I, yes, I can smell. I can see. I can, Wait, can do everything. Well, this seems this seems just odd that your 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 perfumes don't really seem to be anything, and that you say mine all smell like donkey piss. I <laughs> think that maybe you're in the wrong business. <laughs> who who buys your who who buys your these perfumes that you sell? Have you ever heard of the king of the world? <laughs> um, no. Uh, he, he rules everything, and he buys my perfume exclusively. Mara is a king of another place. Does he buy your stuff? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what is this voice? Who is this? <laughs> I want to uh, roll a roll a diplomacy check to see um, how she's taking all of this news. <laughs> okay, here we go. Seventy-six. Nice. She um she looks utterly dejected. You can't see that, but she you can feel like her energy just totally deflate, and she sighs heavily, and she just kind of she detaches her her satchel, and she says, uh, "Barkeep, I'll have two of what he's having." And then she says, um, "I guess I need to find a new line of work." And she uh, takes her two drinks and pounds them, and just puts the empty glasses on the table and walks off dejected. Then she goes to the lake and. We see her starting to fill her pockets with rocks. <laughs> oh my god. I thought you were going to go with like pond water because that's what he smells like. <laughs> he got way dark. And then Kep, look, Kep looks up at Marrow and he says, Do the spoon bit! 